Salutations, family. What's up, y'all? It's Wednesday. Wednesday, 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 the 17th. Good to see you. Well, or not see you, whatever. Anyway, hope everybody's doing well. I'm excited for the podcast today. Me and my good friend, Mr. Marcus Brunel, have have come to join forces, and uh, he's doing very, very well. He's grabbed this podcast game by the force, and uh, he has made up his own show called From Way Downtown, talking about basketball. And uh, we chit-chat about that. We chit-chat about a lot of things. I want to tell you guys something. Uh, everything's kind of changing. You know, things are starting to look better and better every day. We got to keep that positivity going. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping to continue to have more guests on, have old guests on. And, you know, I, uh, I hope people are not getting too tired of me. <laughs> I'd be tired of me. I can tell you that right now. But anyway, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Let's go. Why are you laughing? You know any tokens for the machine down the street? Welcome to the Why Are You Laughing podcast. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? It's Wednesday night. We're setting this party off big time. Me the Clappinator, Marcus Brunel. Hey. Here we go. Little just another day for you on a Wednesday night. <laughs> Boom! Holy cow, that song takes me back. I probably, we probably wrote that song in 2000, let's pretend 2011, something like that. I was, I was in my first band ever and uh we didn't really know what we were doing but unlike my guest who knows exactly what he's he's doing <laughs> unbelievable uh co-host of from way downtown podcasts available on itunes and spotify and anywhere where you can find dope shows congratulations my friend your show is phenomenal really you and andrew and his brother what's his brother name jonathan you guys are sad john yep jonathan good good yeah thanks man it's, I tre- it. I it's mean, tremendous. We, we are trying our best to make it look like we know what we're doing, at least. Yeah, you guys do. I mean, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's a professional show. You guys start out with topics and just roll on it, and you know, everybody loves it. As far as as far as I know, I mean, it's it's crazy to think that the voice of reason now is this. Like this, the podcast world yeah. is just skyrocketed. It's huge. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, I mean, there's not a single person. In, Really, I don't think that doesn't listen to shows like this. Yeah, Especially I would totally now. agree with that. It's I mean, even for myself, just in the past couple of years, like the way I listen to things is not the radio anymore. You know, I'm probably split half and half between music and podcasts now. Like I, yeah. I'm full in on podcasts. I love listening to them. I just can't get enough of it, really. I can't either. I mean, that's all I ever do. With my second job, I'm in the car all the time, so it's just like mm. I do the exact same thing. So school me on this. How did you come up with the idea of something like this that you wanted to do? Of course, it's you. It's your field, you know, but like, what yeah. did you want to do the show? So it's something that we've been talking about for a long time. 
Um, and it kind of seemed like a bit of a pipe dream at first, you know, like, oh, it'd be fun to just talk basketball. Like we, we love talking basketball to each other just normally. So why not record it? See if other people might want to hear it too. And then one day my buddy, Andrew, you know, the other host of the show right. just came to me and was just like, you know what? I think we should do it. He's like, you know, let's just go for it. Yeah. Now's the, you know, the best time, better time than any other time. So let's, let's try it out. And so as soon as he said that it was just like a flip switch, you know, a switch flipped for me. Like I was just, yeah, let's do it. I was headlong into it. And it was a then from there, it was just, yeah, it was just coming up with how we wanted to format the show, what it was going to be like, you know, the style it was going to be in and then just making it happen. You know, he was so, he's such a good co-host. He's a good guy too. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, it's so funny is we've all known each other for such a long time now. It's, it's, mm. it's crazy to think that we're all doing our own thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. It it seemed like yesterday you and I were just meeting up to hang out or talk skateboarding or have a fire or do whatever. Yeah, yeah, go snowboarding something like exactly. that. Exactly, and now we're all doing we're all doing different things. But yeah. uh, so but you're enjoying it. I could tell it's it's kind of a passion for you. You love basketball. I mean, I, I oh, love absolutely too. But you guys, yeah. you guys know way more about it than me. So talk to me about. Did you read this thing today? Le- LeBron just bought like half of the red Sox or something like that is, <laughs> is anyone computing with this right now does that make any sense to anyone why would somebody do this i mean really i mean i get why but why <laughs> yeah i haven't looked into you know how much shares he has in that fenway sports group and whatnot but yeah that just it does just seem bizarre it's like very weird. why lebron james um it's great on his end you know he can be the first you know black partner for the Fenway Sports Group, that's you know, I'm sure that's some sort is of publicity really? for for FSG. Yeah, he is. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so I'm I can see in some aspects you know why it would make sense, but in others it's like you know, first off, it's not even your team. It's just it's a rival to <laughs> yeah, exactly. teams like, that he's a fan of. Like he was <laughs> always a Yankees fan, from what I understand. Right. And and now he's owner of part of the red Sox. it's it's weird okay. it's definitely weird a lot of people like i mean and and i have to agree with this he really really he, i don't know if he duped people or really showed people what he wanted to do he went to la and just started drinking the kool-aid man it's like he's doing <laughs> he's doing movies now you know he's owning mm-hmm. teams he's doing all these commercials it's just like bro you're not playing basketball anymore at this point the only thing that you're doing is really diving into the Hollywood lifestyle, which I, I understand it's very attractive, but at the same time, it's like, just do what you do in basketball, right. okay? Right. Just do what you do. I don't yeah, have- save that <laughs> stuff for after. I hear that. And that honestly, that's probably a big reason why he made the move from Cleveland to L.A. to, yeah. you know, Hollywood and to go that route just so he can have all this time to go for his other endeavors outside of basketball but it's like right. you know it, it kind of seems cocky to me where it's like he's saying i'm so good at basketball i can do all this other stuff first and mm-hmm. still beat you guys and it's like oh i not hate only, that stuff and not only that but it's just like if you were if you were to do something like that help your local team 
Help your local yeah. franchise. You know, all these other teams that are sitting in the dirt with their thumbs like this. <laughs> it's like, do something. Do something other than yeah. just sit there. But, you know, whatever. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta preface that 12,000 times nowadays. Right. Right. So, you know, when I listen to your show, it's funny because, like, I have a hard time keeping up with basketball because I'm, I'm so busy doing other things. But Sure. Yeah. I think about all these past giants that have influenced the Steph Curry's, the LeBron's, the Kyrie's, you know, it's like, and I feel like it's such a drive in experience at this point. You know, people forget that Shaq was on the Celtics. You know, people forget that, you know, Michael Jordan was on, uh, the wizards, the wizards. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. it's, It's like, you know, I feel like the culture now is so quick and, you know, gone. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of fans, especially newer fans, see what the guys in the NBA are doing right now, and they think this is the apex of, you know, sports. This is the apex of the NBA. We have never seen so much talent in the league before. So they kind of cast off all the guys who did it that influenced all these guys in the NBA right now. So I can definitely get what you're saying. Like, it's just like, you can't forget the the foundation of the sport and everybody who built that and just look at, you know, the completed product you could say right now that the NBA is. The only person that is actually doing these guys justice is cube. You know, he's actually put together that, big, that <laughs> yeah. big three is yep. a huge thing, huge success. It's like, I know it's like, who would have ever thought that you would see, Julius Irvin back on like a basketball court you know (laughs) it's just like even if he doesn't play just to have him be there and be a part of the whole experience it's a big deal man it's a big deal I mean I guess the only person that wouldn't fit in that category is Steve Nash since he's 105 and still tries to play basketball (laughs) yeah but uh anyway he's not is he retired he's got to be retired by now he's retired yeah he's the coach of the Brooklyn Nets now oh is that what it is that's yep, crazy. that's it. Wow. So so talk to me about Kyrie. Is he is he back playing? He is. He is. Yeah. Okay. So he's he has been playing for most of the year this year. He took a little couple weeks off. I don't know if you saw in January where he just said for personal reasons, I'm stepping away from basketball. Yeah. And it was like yeah, what reasons. you sure. you're not going to elaborate at all on yeah. what that could be. <laughs> Like, imagine if you or I tried to say that at at our jobs. Like, hey, I'm just not going to show up for personal (laughs) reasons. I I got stuff going on. I'll see you in three weeks. Yeah. Like, that that wouldn't fly. And your contract is still the same. (laughs) Right. And you're still getting paid. Exactly. But, yeah, so since he's come back, quite honestly, he's been playing phenomenal. Yeah. Like, he's he's been playing great, which has never been my complaint with him. Like, I love watching him on the basketball court. It's all this other stuff off the court that annoys me. I know, bro. It's... It has monopolized like a media frenzy, you know, with all this cancel culture and stuff like that. Now it's like mm. that's more looked at than basketball, than you know the talent, than the scores. You know, the, just everything has been overshadowed by what you're doing wrong. Yeah, you know? and it's unfortunate because all these guys want to do, for the most part, is just play ball. Right. You know, I look at people like John Wall, who's a savage, 
it came right out the gate a couple of years ago and just blew everybody away. Yeah. And now yeah. it's like in the toilet. Nobody cares about that anymore. It's <laughs> it's just like, wow. Yeah. It's sad. It is. Yeah. People are quick to forget, you know, if something doesn't go your way, it's like you got to work hard to get back to where you were, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And you know what? It's like, it's a shame too, because when you love watching the sport, <clears throat> it's easy for that negativity to get in your mind and get in the way. You know, like yeah. I look at the I look at Space Jam two that's coming out right now, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to go watch it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. There's only one goat to me, bro, and I think he's probably the same for you. That's Michael yeah. Jordan. Okay. Sure. I don't care. I I don't care about LeBron James. <laughs> I don't care they didn't put Rogaine on and he's out there dancing around like a penguin. It's not my problem. I don't care. But it's, it's, you know, as I said, it's like, it's negativity and it's nonsense that just gets in the way of me wanting to watch the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, I think one thing that I try to reflect on, you know, especially we had a show. Um, it was just like a couple of days before or after the anniversary of Kobe's death mm. this past year. Yeah. And when show. we were doing that, yeah, we were talking about, you know, what memories we have of him playing in the NBA. And so for me, it was kind of tough because it's like he was a Laker. I'm a Celtics fan. So it's like I didn't really appreciate his career because I spent so much time hating him, you know, for being yeah. a rival. And so like I've, I like I said in the podcast, I try to do that with LeBron as much as I can. Like, he's a big rival for the Celtics, always has been. Yeah. But I don't want to lose, you know, his career and the good and the great that he has done just because I don't like him, you know, or what he's done to my team. So I try to balance it because yeah, I get what you're saying. Like you, like, you, you can get. I mean, the people get confused. Do you think that me and Marcus are sitting here saying that we don't? Do you think we don't know that LeBron James is one of, if not one of the best basketball players on the planet? Yeah. We know that, but we're not going to sit here and tell you we love him. <laughs> right, Come right. On. But yeah, that's no. That was a good show. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see what the Celtics are going to do. I mean, it's if they're going to do anything like the Patriots, they're buying like have you seen what's going on with the Pats right now? Yeah. Literally yeah, that's spending money like it's springtime in Los Angeles at the club. Right. <laughs> like, I know. I had a feeling it was going to be a pretty wild off season for them just yeah. cuz you know, Bills just wants to compete so bad. And so he would have just went out and bought everybody. But I, I honestly did not expect it to be this crazy. I didn't expect him to go all in like he, he really is. I didn't expect Cam Newton to come back. Yeah, that one too. I for was sure. like, wow. That's, I mean, I here's what I'll say about that. I know I kind of got off track with the NBA and NFL thing. Yeah, no I worries. I apologize. <laughs> but what I think about that is... I was upset with his performance, but I'm not shocked because he's not Tom Brady. Right. And he's also not an MVP anymore. He's older now and he's sort of, he's sort of, he's sort of trying to restructure himself to a brand new team, you know? And I think, and I think like anything, it takes a while for you to adjust to, 
all these rock stars that have been on the Patriots for such a long time and to get with their chemistry. Tom Brady knew their chemistry from the jump. You know, if, if anybody who's anybody knows, when he replaced Bledsoe back in like, what was it, 99, 2000? Yeah, 2000, 2001. He jumped right into this thing like it was nothing, like he was a pro. Mm-hmm. Michael Phelps inside the pool swimming. That's exactly what <laughs> happened. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's he's built this legacy up so big that now that Cam Newton's involved, it's like he's going to have to really, really get himself on the ball. But it's not gonna, definitely it's not going to be right away. No. You know, so I, I, I'm hoping that everything goes well for him. I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that he learns a few things from his receivers and of course Belichick and stuff like that. But I think Belichick should probably get himself ready to retire. <laughs> I know he's got to be up there not by this point, oh, right? Lord. He, he was old when we were young. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's crazy. But um, anyway, yeah, back to the basketball thing. So. Did you? We kind of touched on it through text messages, but we talked about uh, college ball. Now, yeah. Now, drop some knowledge on me about this because I get confused. Sure. When you watch college basketball, <clears throat> do you think that it's more fast pace? Because it's like I feel like college ball in football and basketball is so much different than regular ball. Absolutely. Because you yeah. got. You got all these guys that are just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It almost feels like I'm watching soccer because it's so fast. But right. it was crazy. I watched that Duke game, the Duke game in the uh, uh, North Carolina State or whatever it was. Cause they yeah, got, they UNC. Got three teams. Yes. Yeah. They absolutely clobbered him, bro. It was just like yeah. no contest. You're done. It was over mm. before it even started. <laughs> I was like, this this is crazy though, because Duke is a good team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, college basketball and the NBA, like you said, totally different ball game. Like just, and it's confusing because it does seem faster in some ways. But they always talk about the transition from college to the NBA. The players got to get acclimated to the speed of the NBA play. So. It's funny the way it works because I do agree that, you know, in college, I would say you have more fast breaks. You have some quicker speed up and down the court. But probably a lot of that is because the coaches use less set plays. They just kind of let the guys, you know, play. They don't, you know, say, hey, we're going to run this play so that we can get this guy to score. No, it's just whoever's the best on the team, you try and do your thing. You know, that's kind of college ball and how it how it works out. And so because of that, there's less slow moving parts on the offensive end. So I feel like they get into their action quicker. They just make a decision shot, you know, and then it goes the other way if they miss or whatever. So in some aspects it is quicker, but in some aspects it's, it's slower too. And I would say less refined, which makes for, for a different game completely. Um, so yeah, I haven't really followed a ton of college basketball this year just cause we've been so, so, invested in the NBA yeah, with this oh, podcast. Absolutely. Um yeah. but it is very interesting that Duke is not going to be in the tournament this year. I mean, that's the first time I think in my lifetime that that has happened. Yeah. Um if I'm remembering correctly, it's it's been a bit since they haven't made the tournament. Mm. So that's going to be that's weird. That's real weird for me. Yeah. I, was like, I remember I remember when I was learning how to play. <clears throat> 
my dad was a forward for his team in uh, mm-hmm. in high school, and he was actually pretty good, even though he was short like me. We're both midgets. You know, <laughs> what do you got to do? That's the brains of the game. At the forward position, right that's impressive. Well, dog, I mean, look, Spud Webb <laughs> was dunking on six-foot-tall people. You can't, you can't win them all. <laughs> so, but when I was learning how to play, one of the biggest things that he taught me was always get rid of the ball right away. And that's an element that people have actually lost. And I'm guilty of it, too. Trust me. I used to play ball down in Florida with all mm. these guys that are running around like it's it, they're Superman. I don't I cannot explain it. But the key to the game is passing. Always pass. And it's it's so funny to like play now as an adult. And get, yeah. and get rid of the ball and be sort of halfway accurate. And it's not always about getting it in the hoop. It's about being accurate. It's like, yeah, you know, you learn those lessons through the game. And so it's it's just interesting to watch all these guys and these giants really play. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll see somebody just dunk the ball and it'll be a sack of potatoes. And just go ping right off the, <laughs> <laughs> right off the, right off the rim. I'm just like, How? Right, <laughs> but what intrigues you about the game? I guess is probably the next question that I got for you. So for me, I'm definitely always in very interested in the analytics and you know the deeper things, the things you kind of have to very watch with a very keen eye to catch. So I like seeing the way teams will make small adjustments, and you know football does the same thing too. Um, but I like seeing the small adjustments that the coaches make to find good matchups, to exploit, you know, a specific skill set that a guy has. Um, and that's something is that's probably something that I've developed as I've aged, you know, an appreciation for that. In the beginning, what really drew me to the sport was that 2008 run to the finals for the Celtics. You know, that was the first year that I really got into basketball. Mm. My dad, you know, he heard that the Celtics got the big three that they had at that time. And he's like, all right, we're going to watch every game this season. And so we did it. We watched all 82 games of the regular season, watched the whole playoff right. run. And from there, I, I was hooked just because, you know, it was just such a buzz around the Celtics that year and just how incredible it was the transition they made from being a trash team before to now making it to the finals and winning. Like oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. being the first year that I really followed it just hooked me for good. Yeah, you know, it was a big year. I mean, you had you had the Giants, you had Rondo, you had Garnett, you had Pierce, you know, yeah. you had Ray Allen. You know, people mm. forget how good Ray Allen actually was. Like the guy literally threes, threes, threes all night long. The guy was a savage. I mean, yeah, arguably the best shooter to play the yeah, game. Exactly. I mean, next him and like Larry Bird are probably a close. It's like, yep. Just to watch them play. It's people forget the art of really shooting the ball, you know, and for sure, they just did such a good job. Like, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that game because it's like the, I, it was back in the time where I was recording everything on VHS and I actually mm. have that game from the VHS. I recorded the oh, yeah? championship. Yeah, it's on there. It's That's it's around cool. here somewhere. I'll have to dig for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember wow. that game, and I remember watching it the next day because I wasn't allowed to. Or not allowed. I think I fell asleep or something like that. This was a yeah, yeah. 
So I just watched the rest of the game. I was like, wow, this is so crazy. It is. I was at the uh, I was at my watering hole the other day, and mm-hmm. there's uh, a regular that comes in there, and he was talking to me about uh, this guy that he knows who has saved tapes of like the Dolphins from the early '80s. Oh goodness! And just wow. has recorded like every game since, so he's just got stacks of tapes all over his house. It's like, can you imagine? Oh my word! Hey, you want to watch a game from 1982? What? Right. <laughs> You even still have a VCR to play sure. those tapes? Yeah, really. It's like, <laughs> yeah. which it's funny. I do. I have. I got a VCR. I got all my tapes you? still saved. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, that's nuts. That's dedication right there. You gotta really love your team. To oh, be absolutely. Like, I'm gonna save all these tapes and then watch <laughs> them later. Uh-huh. Right. Put a piece of tape on each one. Write down what year it's from and yeah. what game it is. Write down what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I just watched a Pepsi commercial with Dan Marino in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, bro. But crazy. Um, yeah, man, that big three was unstoppable at that point. They were super cool, and Paul Pierce was still savage back then too. Yeah, it's just, for sure. It's funny to see him on as a commentator now because he was a Celtic for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a funny analyst. I'll say that. He says some crazy things. Oh yeah, that uh, that's just sometimes off the wall. But you gotta love what he says because he's know. Paul Pierce. Yeah, exactly. He just, he was just one of the greats. It's funny. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, Mark. Oh, you know George. Um, yeah, yeah. And we were talking about Kevin Garnett's book. Okay. Yep. I don't know if you've heard about this yet. I'm gonna have to send. you I talked to George a little bit about the book too. Did yeah. you really? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Because, I mean. I mean, we could talk off the air or whatever, but I it was so funny to think that this guy, who was such a giant in those days, is now doing his own thing. He's got movies. He's do he did Uncut Gems with Sandler, and mm-hmm. now he's written his book and stuff like that. He's had a very interesting life. Yeah, very very for sure. interesting. You could tell from his passion even after they won the championships that it was such a big deal for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that team that they built that year is just, that's a straight up family now. Like those guys go, go back to that year and they, they still get together from what I hear and they still love each other. Yeah. Like it's, it's cool. The camaraderie they have is, was, was big baby Davis on that team? Yeah, he was. What, like, was he on the, the championship team? He was. Yep. Okay. I thought I was remembering that correctly, but I was like, I can't quite get the wires together <laughs> yep but uh, yeah i don't think he played much that year but the next few years after he started to get some more playing time yeah oh my word well because he was on the bench for a long time yeah right he was a right. bench player they would call him in for you know whenever anyone got tired but it was like he was very good himself actually he got he got some big numbers himself yeah i he was impressive being the size the and size the, that he was the fit that he is yeah yeah, you and I actually used to play ball together every once in a while back in the day. Like, we, yeah. where was it we used to play? I can't remember where it was. I don't remember either. There were games like we had teams from certain places. Like, I think some of it was the West. Was that in area. Oxford that we played? It might. I think it was in Oxford. Okay. Yeah. Because across the street was like a restaurant where we would eat after. 
Mm. I can't remember the name of the place. But I, Sam was on your team. Yeah. And uh, the big scary guy. What the heck was his name? Nate. <laughs> Nate, yeah. Nate Preach, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the team. Yeah, that was. those were good times, I tell you what. That was fun playing, playing, playing fun. all the teams that came from all over the place, you know, just to play and – that's actually the gym where I tore my ACL that year when we were playing. Oh my yeah. word! I remember that. Yeah, wow. that was that was rough. But yeah, yeah, before that, I I loved playing ball. I felt like I was getting real good, and then I had that setback. But that was tough. <laughs> Dude, that's horrible. And that like those types of injuries, it's like you got to be careful because I could come back. You could like re tear and stuff like that. It's bad. absolutely. Yeah, they say once you tear that ACL, you're actually more likely to then tear the next one very soon too. Like it raises the probability of you having that happen like by 50% or something like that, which That's is weird because it's a totally other leg. But right. yeah, it's crazy. It's probably because once you tear the first one, you're going to favor your other leg more and use it more. True, yeah. If I had to guess. Um, yeah, so... What was I going to say? So when you started playing ball over there um, is when I started coming around a little bit. Like, cause I hadn't played mm-hmm. ball since I used to play ball in Athol, which was, oh, it's, it's in mass. You know, we used to play okay. every, yeah. every single Monday, me and a big group of guys, but I would play with people that were much older. And so they were schooling me on how to shoot better on how to do all these other, all this other stuff. Sure, and yeah. that's how my game got more improved. You know, of course, I was not never the best player, but I had some games, bro, where I was just on. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. And then you have days where you just bomb. Way off, <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel hey, that. Hey. <laughs> and those are the when you I started coming around playing in uh, in Oxford is when I started to bomb. <laughs> just like, oh, I remember why I don't do this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, man. Did yeah, you ever, I definitely uh, feel that. Did you ever think about getting like a tournament together when this whole thing's over? Oh, I would love that. I, I really would. That's it. that's one thing I'm missing bad is playing basketball with, you know, people from all over. Yeah, exactly. Getting together with big groups and playing games like, oh, it's going to be rough when we go back. I'm probably going to be terrible, but right? I can't <laughs> wait to do it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited. It's funny to like to think that this is going to be, I hate to say it, but it's going to be the new normal when everything's over. I know. It's like, it's yeah, just going to feel weird. It is. Yeah. It's going to be eerie for a while. I think. Are you still going to do the podcast? Like what's, what's the plan for the whole thing? Yeah. So the plan is just to keep rolling with it. Weekly episodes come out every Tuesday. Um, once the season ends, it may end up, being moved out to to once every other week, maybe once a month. We'll see during the off season how we feel about how much content we have to put out. Uh, right. But then each season that rolls by, we're just gonna go right back to the same schedule. One you know one episode a week, and keep rolling with it for for as long as we can. You know. Yeah, yeah I got you. So what? Let me ask you this then: When you put out content, what's the most? Go ahead. <laughs> He's he's dying, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> when when you put out content, is there like a message or a theme that you always try to keep when you when you put these episodes out? Do you always try to stay on one sort of level when these things come out? 
Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, I think kind of the, the theme that when I host, I try to put out is that it's going to be a very professional style, you know, where we're going to try to bring as much information as we can, at least through the first segment, because we kind of split it up into three segments each show. And then as we get closer to the end of the show, then we start to, you know, have a little bit more fun with it, you know, make some, some segments that are more engaging for the listener, perhaps to be able to kind of answer the questions we're going to ask um, to themselves and then just have some laughs with it by the end of the show. So that's kind of like we try to, or at least I do when I'm hosting the show where I try to split it half and half where we have like more of a polished professional start. And then we work out to the second half and be kind of more fun and, and jovial. Do you guys do you switch hosts often? I think I, maybe it's just the timing on my part, but I probably have only listened to the episodes where you've been hosting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we rotated around. So gotcha. each next episode, it, it goes to the next guy and we just keep rotating between the three of us. That's so good, every third that's episode, I'll do it. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It, keeps, it's, it keep, breaks up the monotony a little bit. You know, you get to do, you get to take a break for a little while. I wish I had that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> You got a lot of workload here all by yourself. Yeah, but you know what? Preparing I, for every show. It's, I love it though, Marcus, because it's, it's like it, it helps me to, because people don't listen to their shows. I go back and listen to my shows. Everyone's like, why are you always listening to your show? I said, because I sound like an idiot in this episode and I don't want to do that next time. <laughs> right, right. Like, do you not that. understand? It's like, I'm trying to be better at this thing. People don't. Don't just go, hey, 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 I played that one chord. Eh. Guess what? You got to keep playing it if you want it to sound better. For sure. Yeah, it's a good analogy. You know yeah, that I'm more the same than anybody. Way. You were in a band. I was, yep. Yep, yeah, that was some good times. I wish we could still play music together now. We but... played a show together. We did, yep. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. That that was a fun show, bro. I yeah. had such a good time. Oh, my word. Have you played at his house before? No, that was our first time. That was incredible. I mean, just to be, I, just that whole space was sick. I mean, to go in yeah. there and have everything just be huge, it was like, wow, there's so much room to breathe in here. But then you get to the stage and it's like, eh, eh. I know, it's a tiny <laughs> stage, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a blast. I, I had a very good time playing there. There's something about confidence, a level of confidence when it comes to playing a show, Doing a podcast, playing ball, you know, it, it all relates to confidence. I have a hard time not being confident because I've been playing music and doing the show for such a long time now. It, it seems like a long, not the show, but like in general. Right. Just to, to sort of always challenge myself to be active in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to your podcast, I feel that from you guys, too, because you always yeah. come on just guns a blazing. Here's what's going on in basketball. Here's the yep. report sort of thing, which you have to do. Yeah, for sure. It's I totally about agree. learning and reading up. Yeah, no doubt. And to circle back to that other thing you were talking about, too, like I also listen back to every episode. Sometimes I'll listen to them multiple times. Because, you know, I want to get yeah. better, too. I want to learn from, you know, the things we've said. I want to, you know, take some of the points and the things I feel like we did well and use them again. Right. You know, tweak things that I didn't like. 
Um, but then to go along with your other point, you know, we definitely try to bring it like be totally prepared um, and just be ready for what we're going to talk about, bring, you know, stats, bring things to back up what we're saying. Um, and I feel like that's what, you know, sets us apart from other NBA podcasts, because I feel like there's a lot out there right now. I mean, there's a billion NBA podcasts out there, but so many of them are just these guys that are just all in a room. It sounds like they're huddled around one microphone and they're just like spewing random things. They don't have any coherent, you know, way to say it and. Yeah, it's like nonsense. no doubt. I mean, I watch Sports Center, and there's always like one guy. It's Hat Night, you know. He's got he's got a wishbone <laughs> in his pocket and an umbrella over the side of his shoulder. It's like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this isn't this isn't Halloween. We're talking about basketball. Yeah, it's like for sure. Just talk about basketball. That's all we're doing here. See, I get to go off the rails because this is my show. <laughs> <laughs> but when I come on your show, I'll be more prepared with facts. All right, all right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you got to you got to hit me up in advance so, so I know what we're doing. <laughs> For sure. We'll do. But um yeah, that's interesting you say that, bro, because it, it's it does set you apart from the other shows. You know, there are a lot of people that just come to the microphone and have nothing to say. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's like, then why why are you even doing a podcast if you don't have anything to say? Right. I totally agree. Yeah. And that's actually something where I'm definitely impressed by the way you do your shows because they're so fluid. You know, the things you talk about are, they change from week to week with who's on the show and what's going on. Gotcha. And it's just like, you're ready to talk about anything at any time. And that's something where it's like, at least we're just in basketball. Like we can focus around yeah. that, but you're, you're ready for whatever. So uh, that's impressive to me. Well, it's, I have a lot of, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Uh, <laughs> I can never take a compliment. Um, yeah, that, that to me is, what I love about doing the show is because it's not always the same thing all the time. I could talk about yeah. music all day long. I could talk about stage presence. I could go off the rails on that for hours. But I like delving into something that I don't really know about. Like the last podcast that I had was Founders Brewing Company. I just I, yeah. I just dropped it uh, a day or two ago. Mm-hmm. And the science of beer is just so astronomically like out of this world you know there's so yeah. much that goes into it you know just like basketball it's like there's so many factors that go into it just like music there's so many things that go into it how could you sit there and do a podcast and not try to understand this type of entertainment that you're broadcasting you know right. I, I just i love i love doing it you know i yeah. just love doing it yeah, that's so cool. But yeah, you, I mean, don't guys like go to get degrees in brewology or whatever it is? And like, it's, it's crazy markets. the stuff they're doing. I went to go tour. Uh, I don't I don't know if you've heard of Rustic Brewing Company. It's it's kind of a local thing. George George is in the band Lost in Transit. And their drummer, yep, yep. their drummer Todd actually owns the company. Oh, really? Okay, and cool. So I went to go see and, and buy some beer from him. And... Just to watch them work, bro, and just the charts that are hung up with all yeah. of like the ounces of whatever it is that they need and all the ingredients, I would be way in over my head. 
Like it's unbelievable what they do. Yeah. It is for sure it is. But I mean the good part about your show too is that you guys have a specific flavor that you are attuned to. It's yours. Like you know exactly what you're talking about every week. You just come prepared, guns a blazing, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's us. That's what we do. Yeah. But then like I said, you know, we also try to try to come in with some fun stuff too. You know, the second yeah, half yeah, yeah. of our shows. Absolutely. You know, you know, that like the for example, when I host I often do a show or a segment called the no look pass. Um, yes. So basically what, yeah. So what I'll do is I'll just grab a, a quote from some random NBA analyst that could be just some wild off the wall thing. And then <laughs> I'll just spew it to the guys and they'll have to guess who said that. And then we'll kind of talk about why they might've said that if they're crazy, you know, what could have oh, been going on crazy, in their head? Bro. You and I <laughs> yeah, both right. know they got problems. <laughs> For real. <laughs> So when uh, now are you guys you have a studio or are you just doing it over Zoom right now? Yeah, so we're all doing it over Zoom yep. all together. So right where I am now, it's that's where I always do the show. Um so it's working out pretty well. Zoom's a pretty good platform to be able to record multiple different audio streams and, and use them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's I'm hoping <clears throat> this is kind of just a pipe dream right now because there's so much going into it. You know, we're clearing out my grandmother's house right now mm-hmm. and you know i have a porch on this side of me i don't know if you could see what i'm doing but it's over here and okay i'm hoping to clear that whole thing out set up a table set up some cameras and really go big for this but i mean as for right now yeah. this, this the zoom is great because if you have a decent microphone and a decent recording software you can really you can really delve into that sort of thing and plus you're able to put it on youtube but yeah, I would love to do something like that for, for over here. Really that would be sweet. Set up. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be wicked cool. I know we're also trying to think of, you know, when do we try to jump into the YouTube game and you know work towards streaming our our podcast on there too. Yeah. And you know, thinking about that, so it's it's cool to see you're doing that too. That's pretty sweet. It's, it's interesting, bro, because it's like I didn't know a lot about how to do this sort of thing but Mm. i felt like my friend Corey always tells me this if it's something creative and you love doing it even if it's bad content you still gotta at least try to put something out there you know what i'm saying it's like that's true especially now when there's really nothing to do you got to do something like that yeah so you know i'm enjoying I'm enjoying the experience of it. You know, sometimes it it, it feels like a burden every week, but it, when I start doing it, I just have fun with it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And if you love doing it, you know, somebody out there is going to love it too. You know, yeah. there's going to be people out there that, that like to listen, like to enjoy the content that you put out. So as long as you're loving it, then there you go. You I, know, uh, you're I, a step ahead. I commented on uh, this post uh, on... Uh, on Instagram, they have a they have an app or a, a channel page. Am I dumb? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. They have a page. It's called <laughs> All Things Comedy. And I saw this one guy. He was doing a bit, whatever. It just and it wasn't funny to me. And so I mm. commented, which is the dumbest thing. I commented. I was just like, "Why is this funny?" <laughs> and somebody like there's a few comments are like, "It is. It is funny." And then one of the comments was. <laughs> 
it's about as funny as your failure of a podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> I just died. I was like, that is perfect. I like the comment. I was like, this is so great. Wow. Um, that is a savage like, comment, like, man. He went for the jugular on that one. He seriously did. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, you know, it might be a failure. Who knows? But I love doing it, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's all that counts, really. <clears throat> when you were when you were younger and you thought about, like, how important basketball was to you, is it still just as important to you as it is now as it was then? Yeah, I would say so in, in some respects, yes. Um, but in other respects, I would say no. Um, I would say there's growing and becoming a mature adult. You start to realize that Whoa. like, okay, don't put yourself up there, Margaret. <laughs> try to be a mature adult at right, least. Right. We're all trying. <laughs> yeah, Especially exactly. Me. But no, like I feel like we start to realize that, okay, sports are great and all, but you know, we can't let them affect our emotions after a no. game. Like we oh, can't like Lord. let it consume our lives. So I feel like I've grown in that regard to where, you know, if the Celtics blow a game, which has been very common this year, oh yeah, it's not going to ruin my night. You know, I can, I can deal with it. I can find other things that bring me joy and, right. you know, just let that be alone for a little bit till I'm ready to pick up basketball again. Right. And so you and you can't burn out over every game. It's just it's, for sure. You would you would you would want to shoot yourself. I mean it's it's just one of those things where they're going to be off nights almost every night, you know. But yeah. uh, they're going to be some really good games. Have you ever actually been to the garden? I have. Yeah, that's that's An an atmosphere right there. That is, bro. Holy cow. No doubt. Like I I took one of my best buddies to the game. And uh, just to see him light up when everyone is, like, cheering and going crazy. And Kyrie was on the team at that point. Okay, yep. And, yep. and he, he had the game winner layup. I think it was, like, backboard layup or something like that. So It's just like, wow. What yeah, that's fun. Game. Yeah, yeah one, one of the games I went to, actually, um, it was when Al Horford was on the team. And oh, okay. he, hit a, he hit a buzzer beater, you know, to fall away jump shot to win the game. Wow. And that was that was an experience because that's always been a dream. Like those moments when you get buzzer beater game winners, like there's there's so few and far between that. What are the odds right. you're going to be at one of those games? Right. So being at that game was like an, such an amazing experience. I loved it, especially when you're paying the money that you're paying to get in there and get a seat. It's just like, cause, right. I mean, I think where was I reading this? I think the biggest Laker ticket is like one ninety one for a seat like yeah. before COVID obviously but it's just like right how can you charge people this amount of money I know it's crazy it's especially insane. in those big markets like LA like Boston you know the the tickets are so expensive you know my wife and I we went to Chicago a couple years ago yeah and just because we were in Chicago I looked up to see what the tickets would be to a Bulls game Bulls were trash that year so <laughs> sure enough the tickets we were like three rows from the the courtside seats, and it was a fraction of the price of the seats at the top of the garden. Yeah. Just because you know, although it's a big market, the team was just so bad that you can oh, yeah. you can get cheap seats. I bet the Knicks feel that same way. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. 
Marcus, they haven't won since 1973. Do you understand that? Do you understand what that means to not win a championship since 1973? How? That is rough. How does that sound? I know. It's it's, <laughs> it's got to be tough to be a Knicks fan. But oh. this year, though, they are looking like they might be turning things around. Are they? I surprisingly been, enough. I haven't been watching them. Yeah, they, they're definitely in the playoff hunt now. They might even be ahead of the Celtics in the standings at this point. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, it's like, trust me, I'm a diehard. I love Celtics, you know, Red Sox. I'll, I'll die a fan. But it's like, oh, my goodness. Can we just maintain a little bit of speed here? Seriously. It's yeah. Sad. It's just like. It no, does feel that way. It just doesn't compare back to 2008. It really doesn't. You know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I mean, you got to think about this, too. That entire neighborhood was rocking. You know, because you had you had the Red Sox the year before they won the championships. Yep. Uh, I feel like the Bruins won shortly in 2011. After right. Yeah. Exactly. So just a couple years after, and they were on a roll. Patriots were obviously crushing it. You know, always do. It's like I feel like the fans of Boston, like the players, feed off that so much because it's it's a huge deal. Sports in Boston is a big deal. Yeah. And even when you sure. travel there to Boston, even when you get off the subway, you know. Like I went there once for a Red Sox game. This is an interesting story, bro. Sure. It was Pedro's first time back in Fenway as a Met. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I'll never forget this. Me and my dad went to the game. We're on the tee from Airwife. We're just going in, you know. Everybody on that train was like this, like right next to each other. Yeah, classic T. And there was not a single person there that wasn't wearing some type of memorabilia, like the Boston shirt or hat or whatever. It's just like it's such a huge culture. Fast forward, we get into the game. Tremendous seats. Amazing. Mm. Probably like we're right on the third baseline, I think, like second, third row from the baseline. And everybody's going, Pedro, Pedro. And it's just yeah. the, the whole thing is erupting in emotion. It's just like, ah, <laughs> where am I? That was one right. of my first big sports games to go to. Like, at first oh, okay. real games that I went to. We had such good seats. And it was such a crazy experience. But the passion was what I noticed the most, bro. Yeah. Everybody, Undoubtedly. Everybody was just like, because Pedro was never a Met. He was always the Red Sox. It's just like it, it, it became such a phenomenon. You saw these signs, and I think he retired like after that season or something like that. But it, it was it was it was a crazy thing to be a part of. Yeah, for sure. I bet. Anytime there's like wild fan reactions to things, you know, even if I'm watching at home, I always get goosebumps from it. Like right. anytime there's something big that happens and the fans go nuts, like I get goosebumps. It's just. It happens every time. It does. It does, bro. Like when they, that that whole thing flipped around when the Sox won the series in two thousand four. You know, they to come back from such an incredible, you know, uh, interesting series. You know, I'm losing. Yeah. My, I'm losing my wording at this point. But from 
from such a slow start to the series and to beat and come back and win the series, that was an incredible You're talking about time. the Yankees series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Cardinals. Yeah, beat yeah. The Cardinals. I was just like, and I remember my mother let me stay up and watch every single game. Cool. Because yeah. she was a fan, you know? It's right. just like when you're from that area, you're a diehard. You're a diehard. And I still have posters hanging up and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. it's a crazy thing to be a fan like that. And I don't think there's any fans that are crazier than the ones in Boston. <laughs> no, I, I would totally agree. But they're also some of the most spoiled fans because oh, yeah, they've seen absolutely. so many championships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about uh, about Brady going to uh, Tampa Bay? So... I mean, I don't love it. You know, it's it's the end of his career. So I can kind of understand, you know, he wants to, to branch out. How can he not build his legacy even more if he right. wins it somewhere else? Like right. that I get. Like this just this past year just proved it to any of the doubters. Like he has to be the GOAT according to anybody. Like it shouldn't even be a discussion at this point. Well, I don't think so. So, so I get that that you'd want to branch out. It's tough being a Patriots fan and seeing that, but at the same time, you still love the guy. You know, just like you were saying with Pedro, like you still love the guy, even if he's on another team. He's right. worked so hard for New England for the Patriots for so long. Like you got to have respect and love for that. I think so. I mean, it's. I think the building the legacy comment that you just made is what it's all about. Because, you know, unfortunately, this business is all about the money. Yeah. It's all about the money. Look at look at Patrick Mahomes' contract. Oh, goodness, I know. Ten years, $250 million. Yep. You and I will never see that amount of money in our lifetime. Nope. And he's our age. I know. Crazy. So... For Brady at this point, they should have just bit the dust and give him gave him what he wanted if they wanted him to stay in New England. And at that point in his career, they should have given it to him, bro. It's like, how many times can he stand up here with rings and tell you he's the best and you don't you don't agree? And yeah, you don't give you him what he like wants after all he's done for this team? Are you out of your mind? Why right. would you not want to do that? He's just going to continue to get ring after ring and win Super Bowls for you. So what is the problem here? But that's the problem with the industry, bro, is that there's so much greed. It there's is so true. so much greed, you know, NBA, NFL, whatever. You know, these fat yep. contracts that these guys are getting, it's just unbelievable to see. And you yeah. don't hold them to the fire when they don't want to do what – you asked them to do. That's I know. a sad thing. It is. It really is. It's it's getting crazy out there with the the level of of money that these guys are making. It's it's becoming otherworldly. Like it really is. That's why I think about you know uh, Kyrie. It's like, bro, you know, not not to go on this tangent with you. But, you know, I know I've kind of circled <laughs> back to this, but bro, they're giving you this contract, and you're not gonna just abide by the rules. It's like, yeah, it sucks. We all know it sucks. But just deal with it. Just it's yeah. gonna, we're going to get past it. <laughs> but I mean, 
you got to know at some point that your celebrity is going to get the better of you. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in their position, undoubtedly, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping that the drama lifts soon, as I've said on this show multiple times, but, um, (laughs) yeah. When's your next episode dropping, bro? So we just released an episode just last night. Um, so there's, oh, right. there's a new yeah, one. To yeah, it. there's a new one. Yep. So then we'll be recording next week on Monday, release it the the following Tuesday. So that's kind of our schedule now. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I'm so happy for you. I mean, you guys really are doing a great job. It's awesome to Thanks. see. It's awesome to see and hear, you know, so it's... Is Andrew, like, liking it? Is he become sort of, like, really involved in what's going on? Oh, for sure. He yeah, he he was right from the get-go. He was. <laughs> you know, he he found the, you know, s- streaming service, I guess you could call it, you know, yeah. Buzzsprout that we use. Um, he found all that stuff out. He does all the editing for the, the episodes on, you know, wow. the volume levels and whatever else he does there. Cool. Um, so he does all that. I did the the intro music, all the music stuff. That's what I did. Um, right. And then, you know, we just, like I said, we rotate the hosts around. So it's kind of a team effort, but Andrew definitely, he's he's loving it. He's all in. Nice. He's all about it. I knew that. I, I The minute I heard that thing, I was like, man, it had to be Marcus that had to put that whole thing together. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a blast putting that together. Talk to me about these downloads that you you put up the other day. I was pretty impressed by that. I think I saw it on your Instagram or something like that. That you you had five hundred downloads or something like that. Yep, yep. So we got five hundred awesome, total bro. downloads on the on the show. Um, wow. So within what has it been fourteen episodes to hit five hundred? That's more than I expected in, in that time frame. Good for you. You know, I thought it I thought it'd be a slow building process, but. People keep coming back, you know. We keep getting good numbers each week, so good. it's been it's been a lot of fun, and it's cool to see that you know people are getting behind it. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, I can't wait to tune in to uh, the next episode. I can't wait to be on the show, and you know, yeah, you know, obviously, we can't wait to have you. I love you, bro. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're doing well. It's nice to see you doing good. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate being on the show with you. You know, this has been a blast. Course. Of course, we'll always, we'll always enjoy having new people on um stay tuned everybody i got some big plans in the works i have i have a new song coming out uh it's not exactly written yet the the music is written but the lyrics are not written yet but i do i am part of a big project that's coming up uh with a few friends so stay tuned for that i'll give out more details uh the doc is still underway we're still working on that thing um my the guy who's producing and sort of putting the whole thing together is, I think, probably moving to New Hampshire. So we are we are going to be recording and uh, filming soon. But uh, thank you all again for tuning in. Thank you to Mr. Brunel for coming on the show once again. Happy and, to be uh, here. Thanks. This has been a Why You Laughing podcast. We're clear.